Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, April 26th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on today's show. I was waiting to be joined by Matt Baxendale, but unfortunately Bax is sick this morning. Uh, he just reached out to me a few minutes ago, so feel better, Bax. I'll try to hold the fort down for you till uh, next Wednesday when you're going to join me on the show, hopefully. Uh, a lot to get into. We're going to start right at the top, my friends. Josh Simmons, one of the top players in the transfer portal, an offensive tackle from San Diego State with three years of eligibility remaining, will make an official visit to Ohio State this weekend beginning Friday, as our Bill Curlick reported on Bucknuts yesterday. So excellent news. Doesn't mean for sure he's going to be a Buckeye, but he told the dean, Bill Curlick, that um, Ohio State, he's got high interest in the Buckeyes. So fantastic news there. He said Justin Fry was one of the first coaches to reach out to him when he put his name in the portal, which was the day of the spring game. He'd be right there. The first day you could put your name in the portal, he put it in there. Josh Simmons had a really good year at San Diego State last year. Interestingly, played for Brady Hoke at San Diego State. So the Buckeyes might be stealing one away from their old friend, Fred Flintstone, Brady Hoke, um, who's actually, Brady Hoke's actually, uh, you know, looks pretty good these days and uh, is doing good things at San Diego State. So uh, uh, Brady Hoke, um, yeah. So I'm not going to say anything uh, any, any too, anything too nice about Brady Hoke, but I saw him. He's, he's looking good. And uh, if the Buckeyes can steal one of his uh, best players away from him, I'll feel okay about that. So, but seriously, Josh Simmons, this would be a great get. Um, would he come in and be like a stud? I'm not saying that. No, you're not going to go into the portal and find like, you know, Paris Johnson Jr. That's not, that's not realistic, but can he come in and at least push guys for a starting job? Absolutely. And I think probably chances are good if he does transfer to Ohio State, he would be a starter in my opinion. I think Ohio State feels good about the future of Zen Mahalski and Tegra Shabola. I don't know if they're convinced they can be you know, elite starters this year, national championship quality starters this year. Could they be average? Could they 
you know, somewhat get the job done? I think so. You know, whoever wins that job, I think, could get the job done to an extent. But would that be the level Ohio State would need? Maybe not this year. Again, they're, they're both very young. Zen entering. Zen's a third-year sophomore. Tegra's going to be a redshirt freshman. So, now, Simmons is pretty young, too. He redshirted. Uh, in 2021, and then was excellent as a redshirt freshman this last year. So uh, was a four-star recruit, had good offers coming out of high school. Justin Fry recruited him at, at UCLA, so that helps that they have that relationship. The young man is from San Diego. If you're wondering, well, why did he go to San Diego State if he had a good offer list? Some people just want to stay home. And San Diego, it's not like San Diego State's a joke of a program. Um, you know, they're a good, you know, you know, group of five program for sure. Um, and there's talk they could join the Pac-12. And if you're from San Diego, some kids just want to stay home. So... Anyway, this is very good news that he's taking an official visit to Ohio State beginning Friday. Uh, I feel good about this because, you know, it just seemed that this all the, all the vibes are very, very, very good here. Again, it's no sure thing, but I, I'll, I'll be maybe I'll, I'll go this far. I'll say I'll be surprised if he's not going to be. If he doesn't end up a Buckeye, I'll be surprised. Not shocked, but I'll be surprised because um, all signs are pointing um, that way. So we had been hearing for a while, as you guys know, we've been talking about on the show the last couple of weeks, last three weeks. That uh, I have a source that was, you know, very, very confident. He was hearing that Ohio State was very, very, very confident they were going to land a tackle in the portal. Um, this could be the one. So we'll find out. Uh, we'll keep you locked. Sunday, maybe we'll know on Sunday. Now, he's also looking at Florida. He's, made, he's planning on making an official visit to Florida the following week. So hopefully Ohio State can just, you know, lock him up before he, he makes that uh, official visit, visit to Gainesville. Uh, and also Colorado's in the mix. Deion Sanders flipping his roster over, you know, literally like in half. <laughs> 40 guys have transferred out and probably more will. And he's got like 20, 28 guys that have transferred in. Dion, that's going to be very interesting to see how he does. Um, I've always liked Dion. That's going to be tough sledding, um, at least this year for him. I saw a story on The Athletics that, man, if he can win like five games, it would be a miracle with this schedule and overturning your roster like that. But still a great hire by Colorado. Anyway, I don't think Simmons is going to go there, but um, – you know, that's another school that he listed. He's talking, you know, to Ohio State, obviously, Florida, and Colorado. I like the Buckeyes' chances. All right, I want to get into this, too. This is something that happens every year that cracks me up. I mean, I get it. Fans being worried about Ohio State being over the scholarship limit. Like, I just never worry about that, in my opinion. Never worry about that. It always works itself out. Always. If, and sometimes it works itself out because you have to have the talk. You know, the coaches will have to have the talk. But normally it just works itself out organically. Okay, so let's get into this. So let's say Ohio State does land Simmons, okay? Let's say they do land Lorenzo Styles Jr., which that seems like that's a pretty safe bet, doesn't it? So if they land Simmons and then they land Lorenzo Styles Jr., who is now, you know, he's transferring from Notre Dame, for those who don't know, switching from wide receiver to corner, can also maybe play some safety, but uh, come in at corner probably, um, add some depth there. I don't think he'd, you know, <laughs> he'd be in the running to start. He's just now switching positions and Buckeyes got some good corners, but they need depth. And uh, obviously his dad played at Ohio State, was a star at Ohio State. His brother, obviously, Sonny is here. So makes a lot of sense. So let's say they land Simmons. Let's say they land Styles. That would put them at four over because Caleb Burton, the wide receiver, just transferred yesterday. That was one that I had on my little secret list that I thought would likely transfer. Um, so yeah, Cybert was another one that I was thinking. There's no way you need three scholarship kickers on the on the roster, and it was pretty clear that uh, Jaden Fielding is the number one kicker, and that Parker Lewis is the number two. So Cybert's out. Um, that makes a lot of sense. He can find. I'm sure there's a school out there that, would need, that needs a starting kicker. He doesn't need to be third string here. So that's going to put them at four over if they get 
the two guys I mentioned, Simmons and Styles, which seems likely at this point. So, again, should we be worried if they're four over? Heck no. There's no way the coaches are worried about it. Because, I mean, I'm not going to name guys until – I'm not going to name my secret list, but I'll give you a very good hints. There's two fourth-year offensive linemen that are completely buried on the depth chart, entering their fourth years. Two of them that have almost no chance at playing, barely were healthy, barely played in the spring game, and they're the last two in. Okay? Those two. That would get you down to – then you're two over. Okay? I don't think you need to have six scholarship tight ends on the roster. Okay. I think maybe if you're the fifth tight end, um, you know, might not look good for if you're entering your third year and you've got, you know, clearly you got Kate Stover as a starter. You got Joe Royer as the number two. You got Jelani Thurman coming up. You know, if you're uh, entering your third year and you're buried on the depth chart and you got six scholarship tight ends, that's another one that you could see leaving. So that would get you down to one. And then you could have a medical situation, you know, Hopefully everything's okay with Avery Henry, the offensive lineman. Um, but, you know, maybe, you know, there's there's rumors out there that there could be like a medical situation where he would still stay on scholarship, get his degree, um, but it wouldn't count against the 85. We've seen that time and time again. Um, or it would be somebody we're not even thinking of. So once you get down to one, I mean, it's just – it's I don't want to say it's easy, but it's it's kind of easy. Every year they, they deal with this, and never has it been a problem. They never, ever go like, oh, crap, we're – now we have like two extra guys on the team. We got to cut somebody during camp. It never happens. In fact, you got to be under, you got to be at or under 85 at the start of camp. So it's not like they're ever like the day, but like the day before camp, Ryan Day or before him, Urban Meyer, before him, Luke Fickle, or before him, Jim Tressel, all the guys that I've covered since I've been on the beat. I'm sure before that, never once, I'm sure they've been sitting there sweating like, oh, what are we going to do? Because it always works itself out. So it's not like they're 14 over, they would be four over. I think I just gave you very good hints of, you know, guys that um, how they easily could get down to one. And then from there, it'll just work itself out easily. So, no, do not be worried about any of the um, and it's funny. Every year it happens. You get on Bucknuts right now. I think we got like a six page thread on. Now, some people aren't worried about it, but some people are and going back and forth. And, you know, I chimed in there like, don't worry about it. It's definitely going to work itself out. So. The biggest thing, though, the biggest news of the day is is Simmons. If they can land Josh Simmons, I'm going to be very happy. Uh, at the very least, that'll just give them depth at tackle that they need. I like the situation at guard, obviously, with Donovan Jackson and Matt Jones. That's the strength. They need at least another tackle to add depth. I like that. Although, I mean, George Fitzpatrick, maybe we're sleeping on him a little bit. He ran with the twos throughout spring at left tackle. Um, so, George Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick's another guy that's adding depth there at tackle, but uh, getting a guy that's proven like Simmons would be awesome. I like his size, 6'6", 305. It's been listed at – some people have been asking, wait a minute, he's 6'6", 280? It's like, no, that's what he was listed as in high school when he was being recruited. That's his recruiting profile is 280 pounds. Simmons is every bit of 6'6", 280. Okay, so, yeah, as Buckeye80 says right here, he's 305 pounds. He's had a lot of snaps and played well. Yeah, he started every game last year for San Diego State, 13 games as a redshirt freshman and played well. So I like it, man. I like it. All right. So let's get into this. So this is one thing I wanted. I hadn't gotten I hadn't gotten Bax's thoughts on uh the S2 cognitive test. Um I mean, you know, Bax fancies himself as a very smart individual because he is. He is smart. I was curious to get his take on it. Because a lot of people are kind of blowing it off. Um, but it seems like NFL teams do not blow it off, which tells me a lot. NFL teams don't swear by it, but they think it's a good way to kind of maybe break ties between quarterbacks. It's not going to be the end-all, be-all, but if you're kind of torn between two quarterbacks, one quarterback tests real well on that test, 
Again, this is not the Wonderlick. This is the relatively new S2 cognition test. It's all the rage all of a sudden, uh, as Dan Rubin and I were talking about on Monday's show. Um, but, I mean, there's evidence out there. Mahomes, Burrow, I keep talking about this. These guys, you know, Josh Allen, the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now, all tested extremely well on this test. And there's guys that have been bust that have tested poorly. So, now the stuff with Stroud um, – I think now we know that what what really happened is, you know, the, this hasn't been completely confirmed, but you, you kind of connect the dots here. That sounds like he did take the test at, late at night and didn't want to take it, but uh, because of a contract with the team, um, the guys that put on the S2 cognition test felt like he was forced to take it. They decided before he even took the test that they were going to have him retake it. They were going to readminister the test, which is crazy that they even had to give it to him. What if he was sick? This thing that, that he had to take it because of a contract. What if he was sick and couldn't do it? You know, he didn't have to do it. So they decided before he even took the test, these are not good conditions. We're going to make sure we, we readminister the test. It wasn't look like they look, They got the results, looked at him like, oh, this is a false negative. We need to re- have him retake the test. They already knew they were going to have him retake the test. So it sounds like he did bomb it on the first try. Again, not completely confirmed, but sounds like that was not a, a BS report. But the guy that put that out there then didn't say that, you know, didn't give any context that it was, you know, even the people that put on the test knew that this these were not good conditions and he was going to retake it. Then he did retake it, and he didn't do great on it, but he did, like, well. There's talk that he scored, like, in the 80s. You know, 90 is really good, and then off the charts is, like, anything, like, 96 or above. And it sounds like Bryce Young was one of those guys. Like, Burrow was, like, a 98, something like that. There's talk that Bryce Young was right around there. But I don't know, man. I don't know if that makes up for being 5'10", though. It's not about like the running. It's not always with those quarterbacks. In fact, it's usually not when they take off and scrambles when they get hurt. It's pocket collapses and they're so small and then somebody falls on them. Could be their own offensive lineman. I mean, I know Burrow is not, again, this I, I go back to the Joe Burrow example when he got hurt. Not that he's a scrambling quarterback, but how did Joe Burrow get hurt? Because Michael Jordan got blown up and this defensive lineman just threw Michael Jordan back into Joe Burrow's legs. Okay, that's usually how quarterbacks get hurt. They get hurt in a pocket. Somebody just lands on them. Jalen Hurts got hurt in the Super when someone just landed, or not in the Super Bowl, but uh, in the in the regular season, someone just landed on him. And Hurts is a big physical guy, especially compared to Bryce Young. I'd be concerned about that. All right, so where is CJ Stroud going to go tomorrow? I still think the Texans are going to take him. There's a lot of smoke that they're going to go defense, but I've read a lot about Will Anderson. And while he's a great kid and everything, a lot of NFL uh, scouts say like he he's not explosive. Like he's He's good. We all know Will Anderson, the DN from Alabama, is very good, but it's not. He's not. He's undersized a little bit for an NFL DN. In fact, not a little bit. He's undersized for an NFL DN. He's not extremely quick or fast. Not quick twitch. You know, tough, good motor. You know, guy that's going to be a good solid first round pick. You going to take that guy number two overall though, when you need a quarterback and CJ Stroud sitting right there. I, I'm just not buying it. Stranger things have happened. Um, Frankly, I wasn't buying the Dwayne Haskins stuff, um, you know, four years ago. Has that been four years? My goodness. Uh, may, may he rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins. But four years ago when he was coming out in the draft, I wasn't buying. I was thinking, okay, Kyler Murray, okay, he's going to go one. But Dwayne, Dwayne's not going to fall as far as he ended up falling, but he did. So maybe there is something to the C.J. Stroud that is going to fall stuff. I'm not buying it, though. I, I think the Houston Texans are going to take him. And I wouldn't be surprised, my friends, if it's the Indianapolis Colts sitting there at four putting out smoke screens about all oh, this and that about Stroud and this and that about Stroud, because I think the Indianapolis Colts would be over the moon if the CJ Stroud fell in their laps at number four. I won't be surprised if they trade up for him because the Arizona Cardinals at three are stuck with Kyler Murray with that. You know, they gave him a lot of guaranteed money and it'd just be, be cap torture to try and 
cut him now um, and, and start new. So they're, they're stuck with him. So the Cardinals, I think, either would go defense, but probably more likely someone's going to trade up three. If, if for some reason Stroud does not go number two, then I could see somebody trading up and taking him at three. We'll see about the uh, Anthony Richardson and Will Levis hype. I love this stuff. Part of me gets mad because I want to defend my guys like CJ, but it, I love the drama. We're going to find out tomorrow. We're going to file all the, all the BS. We're going to know if it's BS, if it's real. And we're going to know quickly. We're not going to wait till the mid-first round. We're going to know quickly. If it's, It sounds like it's Bryce Young is going to go number one. I mean, the, the odds are off the charts that he's going to go number one. Um, we'll see. Although there is somebody on Reddit saying that Will Levis is going to go number one. So there you go. There's a, a random dude on Reddit that says he knows Will Levis's family. So there you go. Uh, silly season indeed. I'm on record. I think I think CJ's going to go number two overall. So um, that'll be fun. I cannot wait for the draft tomorrow. And then can't wait to see what happens with Josh Simmons. Can't wait to see what happens. Again, his visit starts Friday. Maybe we'll know this weekend. We'll at least know how it went because Bill Curlix already has a good, uh, good relationship with this young man, and he'll keep us up to date. So keep it locked to Bucknuts for all that. Bax, I hope you feel better, my friend. Um, appreciate you guys joining me. Um, wasn't intending to the, for this to be a solo edition of the show, but it was. Again, I hope my friend Bax feels better. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. I appreciate it very much. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.